Welcome to Stock Odds Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friedson, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Oh, good evening. Not too bad. Um, probably better for you, hey? Yeah, I'm where, where are you hiding yourself? At some unnamed island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't we don't want to leak out your whereabouts, just in case you mention anything on the podcast that's very incriminating. If there's but, random uh, ukuleles in the background, there's a hint, right? <laughs> <laughs> However, wherever you are, whatever island you're on, um, I'm a little concerned that you uh, will get home. I mean, with all these uh, flight delays and cancellations, like Saturday uh-huh. had 657 flights in the U.S. canceled, 7,267 wow. delays. Sunday, so far, uh, 912 flights canceled and 6,378 delayed. Um course you're not going through chicago if you're near an island so um chicago had uh 40 of all their flights delayed 12 percent canceled so it's uh it's quite something eh this is why we need automated everything everywhere all the time <laughs> drones and robots and ai well yeah i mean when there when we don't need people anymore the world will be a wonderful place uh or not? This is the this is the question. <laughs> when they turn on you and say, "Well, we 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 don't need humans anymore either," <laughs> really. So, all right. Well, um, well, we have a kind of a dull month month because people are out and about and low volume, fewer traders around. But we'll have the end of the month to look forward to, and we do have mid month seasonality coming up. So, we have some stuff on the the almanac for that. But oils, oils come down below 90. The VIX is still staying low. And the futures are kind of flat. So maybe you can start from there. <clears throat> well, we could. Um, why, don't you, why don't you rattle off a little bit of the seasonality stuff first? Um, sure. Just like the ETFs that um, are favored and maybe ones that are sort of not favored. Is that, does that start mid-month or do we have anything? It starts on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday okay. starts our mid-month seasonality window okay well why don't you rattle that off sure. just so we have perspective on on what might be coming and we can talk about what is now sure for the entire month of august the spider is expected to do only 0.7 percent but mid-month is it's supposed to be down minus 0.27 percent so it's still supposed to be kind of soft in the in the middle of the month here and the iwm is even softer than that minus 0.54 so uh, slightly down um, mid-month seasonality, and the, the index, the ETFs that are expected to do slightly better are things like gold, GDX, uh, GDXJ, silver, utilities, and staples. So it's a defensive stance. Uh, those, are, those are the longer ones, um, but then the shorter ones are energy, um, XLE, XOP, uh, biotech, XBI, <coughs> SMH. Uh, XLF, financials, technology, XLK, QQQ, discretionary. So the risk on stuff tends to be um, better for the short side, and your defensive stuff is better for the long side, like utilities, staples, and gold. So that's the theme that's showing up from the almanac so far. Starting on Thursday, running through the following Wednesday, correct? What is it, the 9th, 10th? Yeah, 9th through 14th is the way that our seasonality is displayed. Now, that arguably... People can design whatever seasonality window they want. I mean, we used to just use sort of the 9th, 10th, and 11th business day of the month. But on our dashboard, it got expanded to the 9th through 14th, just because it's 
probably better coverage like when you have weekends involved and things like that, right? Correct. So that's how the data is. Anyways, from the, the close of business on the eighth day until the close of business on the 14th day, that's how it's designed. So with that, you know, being said, um, we do see a theme here that, okay, maybe Thursday, you know, gold gets a bit stronger and stuff. Um, and, you know, maybe some of the risk on uh, ETFs get a bit weaker. What are, what's happening right now in the market? Let's just take a look. It's uh, slightly down to flat. <clears throat> yeah, so we're, we're only down minus 0 0.08 on the Dow Jones. We're down uh, 0.14 on the S&P. We're down 0 0.10 on the NASDAQ and the Russell 0.13. Now bear in mind that all of these are at interesting levels. You know, we've been running a little bit of a um, kind of a pennant formation here on the Dow Jones. Um, we had an amazing reversal on Friday with the jobs numbers. And, you know, one thing about that, you know, we saw amazing job growth. But remember that a lot of this job rebuild is still because everything was shut down yeah. over the pandemic. So it's a, it's sounds great, but this isn't like brand new job creation because we just started you know, uh, a base on the moon and, and everybody's uh, moving up there to start mining the moon. You know, I mean, this, this isn't like brand new out of thin air job creation. It's the return of people getting back to work. So let's put that in perspective. And then if you look at it long term, um, you know, the job growth might not be sustainable. So we would have to start looking down the road and say, OK, if there really is a, a recession argument, then no, that could affect employment again. So I think I think this is coming out of the hole and maybe not sustainable. Sure. We do have arguments for the short term of lower recession risk, but then there could be arguments of a harder landing later. So um, the dollars to stay strong uh, near to immediate term but that's putting tremendous pressure on other countries. We see what's happening with Sri Lanka. There's other countries possibly to fall um, because of systemic risks. Argentina, El Salvador, Tunisia, Ghana, and my birthplace, Kenya. Um, those are all at risk. Now, some of the ones that have been taken off the risk category, Brazil, Mexico, and Indonesia are now a lot stronger because, you know, they their balance sheets better, not as much um, exposure and debt as they had before. Also, any commodity exporters are going to be stronger, right? So some of those, the five countries I mentioned earlier have risk of uh, government debt distress. Um, and that, you know, it could be a surprise coming uh, anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go into some other things in a minute, but let me finish up with some of the futures here. So when we look at, uh, you mentioned uh, possibly oil getting weaker on Thursday. It's, you know, it's way down off the high and 
it's gotten pretty close to uh, a support level that we had that was previously resistance in October and November of 2021. Because we had that rally. Remember September and October, we had a big rally on oil? Mm-hmm. Well, we, well we've, we collapsed in December from those highs, and then we rallied all the way uh, back up. And then in February 24th, obviously with the war starting, we, we shot up to the, you know, over the $130 a barrel level. Um, you know, we've come all the way back and we're sitting at the former resistance level from October or November. So I'm thinking this is an interesting level that we could rebuild back on because the one thing that's pulled it down is the the recession risk and the and the lockdowns, you know, in China and the demand destruction and things like that. But we're not out of the woods. You know, we we're going into hurricane season. You know, there can be disruptions that way. Um, so I would say that, you know, it 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 did show itself a little bit green there on Friday's reversal. And so far today, uh, pre mark, uh, I mean, uh, pre tomorrow's uh, trading here, the overnight, we're looking at up slightly on crude. So I'm thinking there could be a rebound in the cards here on the short term on crude that might take us up into the Thursday. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shout against oil at at the level that it's at right now just because it's pulled back so much, right? Okay. Um, looking at uh, looking at the bonds. We pulled back significantly on Friday. Why? Well, um, again, this this more aggressive interest rate thing came back into play. So we've gone through a number of cycles here where we factored in the you know the more aggressive uh, hike, and then we all of a sudden started to you know say, hey, well, you know maybe it's done after September. And now we're back on, well, you know, with the jobs thing, what is good is bad, right? What is yeah. good is bad. So this is why we call the show odds and ends, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> what is good is bad. So, uh, you know, that's back on the table that, yeah, there may have to be more aggressive. Um, so this is, the, this is the interesting back and forth tension that we, we experience here. Um, going into metals. Uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, gold has had a, a recent uh, rally off the bottom here and, and just pulled back on Friday with, the, again, that relates to the more aggressive Fed hiking. Gold tends to pull back, you see. Uh, silver, same thing. Uh, Copper is an interesting story um, because it, it had a, if you, if you were to look at copper on a weekly chart, um, I find that really interesting because it pulled back all the way into the 2018 uh, resistance level and found found this support there and sort of bounced uh, the last two weeks. It bounced up a little bit from that. So um, again, it's an interesting story on copper. And uh, where are we with uh, grains? Um, we've had 
probably the biggest story is that wheat, because wheat, you know, like globally, right? And then we had the disruption in Ukraine and all that. Now that shot up huge um, right in in middle of February as the war started. We had wheat just skyrocket. Um, and then it, it's come all the way back to its sort of September through the end of the year um, consolidation area there. So it's it's kind of erased all of that war premium. So I find that really interesting. Um, okay, over to you. Anything on the earnings side coming up uh, that um, you can see? Most earnings have passed. There's, I think there's a couple this week, Disney, okay. uh, AIG, and AIG, Tyson. Yeah. Tyson Food will show like food inflation. Okay. Um, Financials, Disney and the consumer. It also ties in <clears throat> with the um, economic reports for the week. Yeah, let's hear that. Mostly, mostly centered around. Um, let's see here. Monday on Monday we have um, three-year inflation expectations. Tuesday productivity. Wednesday core CPI. That's a good one. And then on Thursday producer producer price index. And Friday University of Michigan consumer sentiment. So the themes are um, inflation. Uh, consumer sentiment and productivity <clears throat> and then disney kind of ties in with that the consumer sentiment okay. spending ability so that, that, just a couple more uh, uh earnings there but not most of them have passed i think <clears throat> okay um i'm gonna be i'm gonna be leaning into more the the climate related stocks a little bit because the senate passed the 740 billion tax now that goes over to the house and that's on the 12th, I guess it, it probably will pass. Um, so I, I think I think it's safe to say we can kind of count on it. Um, now, I mean, you know, it was kind of 50-50 and Kamala Harris was the deciding vote, so it's now 51-50. So you can see how divided it was. 64 billion to Affordable uh, Cares Act. Um, so I'm gonna, Kind of favor healthcare. I'm going to favor some of the climate stocks, solar stuff like that, um, just because of this whole thing. Uh, 370 billion is climate, and it's over 10 years. But at the same time, people are always looking for anything to to buy those kind of stocks. Um, so, in the in the long run, I like what Will Kane had to say. Uh, it's, Look at the name of the bill. Whatever it is, you can be sure the legislation will do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so it's supposed to be an inflation reduction type thing. But but he's saying whatever the name of the bill is, you can be sure it'll do the opposite. Uh, so even Bernie Sanders attacked it, said uh, 740 billion uh, impacts inflation about 0.1% in either direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got you can't make this stuff up. It's so it's hilarious. But uh, anyway, um, but you know the sentiment can change a little bit, right? So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Um, also, we had a ceasefire over in Israel. Uh, it was a three and a half day war, actually. That wasn't. I don't think it was well reported uh, by Western media. Um, but nine over nine hundred thirty five rockets were fired um, from you know, heavily populated areas in the Gaza over towards Israel. Um, you know, the Iron Dome uh, blocked 97% of it probably. But um, anyways, some of the media actually has a few things wrong. Like some of the rockets uh, 
you can actually see the videos where they shot them up and they actually uh, kind of came down in heavily populated areas of Gaza. So that was not Israeli fire. That was actually the uh, hostility fire against Israel that uh, ended up um, landing in the, in their own area there. So um, one of them was one of them was on a school. So just so you know, like not everything reported is always accurate. You got to dig around a little bit more, okay? Uh, anyway, um, what else is on the table here? Oh, um, yeah, you were you were uh, bringing up a little bit about uh, what I mentioned on the last show, which was as you approach uh, seasonality uh, windows. Um, you know, how meaningful the divergence can be, you know, the things that are the most outliers ahead ahead of windows. This, the same would be true um, if you were, you know, collecting dividends, you know, uh, ahead of time, you're looking for things that have diverged that might be uh, accumulated going before their dividend or even, you know, going into XD. Um, same thing with, um, you know, pair relationships. You're looking at things that generally stay together in a very mean reverting and you're looking for them to be mispriced to be displaced to have diverged um you know friday an example of we had the first friday of the month seasonality mm -hmm. and what did we have we had an amazing discount well the edge goes to those symbols that gap down the most that are things that people tend to like like to you know to buy to go into um, and so your edge really is on the buy side with a possible hedge standing by because you don't have a guarantee that it's going to bounce. But we have largely these gap fills that occur, you know, some catalyst, a gap, usually down if it's, you know, some form of bad news or even if it's good news that could be bad like we had. Um, gaps down and it, it retraced, it filled the gap within, I think, 40 minutes. And largely, um, you know, the gap ups could also could also do that and, and pull back down. It depends whether you are in a massive discount and it's the first day it's turning around or whether it's just sort of chopping back and forth. And we're kind of in that phase right now with these futures chopping back and forth in a particular area, uh, going back to looking at the S&P. You know, it's sitting on the daily here. It's sitting right in uh, the same zone, right in the middle that we had from uh, May the 27th to June 8th. It's right there in the middle, kind of going back and forth. So it may break out to the upside. It may break to the downside. And so we've had this conversation before, you know, uh, last week. And here we are again, still the same conversation. We're sitting here. We don't know which way we're going to break. And... Um, We've seen a lot of chop back and forth over the VWAP, a lot of chop back and forth over the previous day's close. Um, and we'll see what happens because we, we did have some good movement on Friday and um, we ended up closing um, at a point where, you know, we're kind of right in the middle of that range. So fasten your seatbelts and um, we'll see what this week holds. It's always good to get your bearings on a weekly basis. Take Everything that happened up till Friday, 
look at look at it from what happened on Friday, but also what happened for the week. Get your bearings. Think clearly, position yourself, and come into the new week. You know, with your if-then statements, with your key symbols selected, and so on. Okay. All right. We'll have a good time wherever you are, and, and uh, safe travels. Okay. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. All right. Cheers.